Okay, rapid review for the week to April the 14th. I looked at uh, 94 data releases from the world's major economies, identifying 20 surprises and 12 shocks, lucky me. So another positive week, in other words, mostly describing the world as it was in March and February. The two themes of the week were China and inflation. Let's take it in that order. The way China's data is breaking means we shouldn't be getting too excited about the strength of the rebound we're looking for this year. Now, we've got most of the data for March, and the key point is this year you really need to take China's first three months as a whole as your indicator because the unusual timing of Chinese New Year this year doesn't just mess up January and February, it also sends ripples through to March too. And what the first quarter data tells us is it's shaping up to be not much more than a normal recovery, if that. And that's the message that's coming through on several different frequencies. On Tuesday the 11th, I looked at the monetary data. On the face of it, there's a huge credit stimulus going on. During the first quarter, new bank lending rose 37.7% year on year. Though that comes down to 28.7% for new aggregate financing as the crackdown on shadow banking continues. But so far, that credit is just being banked. RMB deposits are up 42%, but M1, the cash that actually gets spent, slowed to just 5.1% year on year in March, with sequential breaks below the trend line maintained since November. The credit is there, but it's not doing anything. Looking more broadly at monetary conditions, i.e. taking in also real rates, the yield curve, FX, etc., the accommodation topped out in late 2022 and in the first quarter was just sort of kept there. Then on Friday, I took a closer look at China's trade data, and here the devil really is in the detail of China's import buying. Now, imports fell 6.2% in the first quarter, and fell sharpest in precisely those places you'd expect it to be surging. Taiwan was down 28.6%, South Korea down 28.3%, Singapore down 25.1%, Japan down 19.1%. And then I looked at what commodities they're importing and what they're not. And there's simply no jumpstart industrial recovery showing. In volume terms, iron ore was up 9.7% and copper up 4.8%. Okay. But plastics were down 6.5%. Steel products down 40.4%. ICs down 34.2%. Semicons and diodes down 36.1%. Now, these are not the buying patterns of an industrial economy on an upswing or even anticipating an upswing. Rather, China is buying basic commodities it needs to satisfy immediate end demand now. Coal, refined oils, fertilizers, soybeans. These are the patterns, and you can trace them, not just in China's data, but also in the data from Taiwan and also um, from Australia too. On inflation, the news from the US this week suggested that we're getting towards the end of what I've called the second phase of an inflationary breakout, the one where companies raise prices simply to regain lost margins. Now, we can measure this by looking at the terms of trade between CPI and PPI. And March's data, CPI up 0.1%, PPI down 0.5%, was enough to nearly restore the CPI terms of trade to around pre-COVID levels. 
Now, this really matters because it leaves inflationary prospects really hanging on phase three, the phase where workers manage to raise their wages. And if they don't get that, and forgive me, there is no sign of effective wage pressure in the US, then the stage is set for a very rapid retreat in inflation in about nine months' time. I'm sketching in a deflationary scenario for the US in 2024. Final point on the site. I've updated the charts room where you can see how the scores are working out all over the globe. And of course, if you like the site and like the rapid review, and who could not, do me a favor by recommending it to other people. Good luck this coming month.